This week, we're discussing video game preservation, why it's important, why we love it, why we hate it, all that good stuff, and some news about it from just this past week. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I am your host, Spencer, and I am joined by a man who once rode a mechanical bull for 35 seconds whilst trying to sing the hit single One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how you doing? <laughs> there are two issues. <laughs> One. Uh-huh. Never even seen a mechanical bull in person. Okay, well, now you're lying. Two. I have no idea what song that is. <laughs> it's been one week. Oh! Yeah, yeah know you song. know. You That's Barry Naked Ladies. Yeah, boyo. Um, <laughs> well, one of us is a liar. You guys decide who it is. Um, we are recording this. Said it last week, but this is a pre-recorded episode. Uh, and, uh, we are recording it right after last week's episode. So we're not going to talk about games we played because we, well, Mike, you shouldn't have played anything. You should have had full attention to this podcast. Um, so we aren't going to talk about any games that we've played or anything like that. We're just going to, we're going to jump right into it. And, uh, the topic for this pre-recorded episode is video game preservation. Mike, do you want to do you want to give like a little bit of like what are what are your general thoughts on video game preservation? What preservation? I'm very angry. <laughs> the, the thing that, the thing I told you has ruined my life um, okay. before the podcast. I'm just I'm harping on it. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. There there are better times. Like in ten minutes, when I randomly interrupt you to just finally get it off my chest. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's 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 talk video game preservation. Not in, in my opinion, hasn't really been a huge issue, right? Because I mean, with physical games, you just you know just have to go get the game. Mm-hmm. But now we have consoles that are solely digital, and we're getting to a point where you might not even be able to get not even new games like just games you don't have downloaded that you own yep this is my interpretation i could be completely wrong but i don't think i am like you you can't even get these games anymore so what does this mean i mean for me i've always loved having physical games like the, the copies the discs the cartridges whatever until recently when like i don't know i've moved so many times in my life and the less shit that i have to think about moving in the future is the better Mm-hmm. Um, so I've started buying digital games for the most part. And, uh, you know, I might have to reevaluate that now. Yeah. Um, and, and what you're specifically saying ties into something that we're going to be talking about in a little bit, which is why this is kind of a current thing. I mean, it's always been something that's like a topic, um, but specifically PlayStation, uh, there's some news surrounding PlayStation and, 
yeah, it throws into question what may happen. And digital ownership with uh, games and stuff and, and media in general has always just been this really weird uh, a thing that has always seemed to be like murky, in my opinion. Um, but essentially, I, I, I find video game preservation to be really important just because, like you said, yeah, physical media, um, you know, you, you have it, it's tangible. However, mm-hmm. you know, we hit a certain point where those things stop being put into circulation, um, which then means that, you know, it can't be, it, it can't get into the hands of people. So we've seen um, sites like the Internet Archive and the Wayback Machine, and uh, we've seen, uh, you know, things like this pop up to try and store information, to try and store video games, to try and store stuff like that. And we've also seen them come into issues because they try to basically make emulators roms and stuff like that and and that gets into a whole different thing because there's the legal issues there uh, in terms of like when are you allowed to do something like that now Mm -hmm. if you if you own it you you're allowed to also then emulate it um but as soon as you sell or or no longer own the original you're supposed to delete all emulations and ROMs. So that obviously can be a whole weird thing. And, you know, obviously um, what is public domain and what isn't. And so a lot of stuff in terms of video games isn't public domain. And so there's all kinds of stuff. And, and video games are just one uh topic one area that is really sometimes difficult to preserve and some game companies like nintendo don't want you to preserve things um and again ownership and stuff like that comes into play like if i were my own company and i made something i wouldn't want somebody to just copy it and then sell it themselves either so i do understand that um but you know, we specifically to build off of Nintendo, we've seen them uh, with the new Mario stuff. They've set a date at which you can buy it, and then it'll no longer be available to buy um, until they decide to do it again. And that's inherently bad for video games. And I think having access to stuff from way back uh, from the start of video games is is super important. And I think people should have access to that and the ability to uh, do those things. Now, how? I don't know. But that, I think, hopefully wasn't a too roundabout way to just kind of sum up, one, my feelings on video game preservation and why, you know, it can be seen as important. Yeah, and I I think that was a really good summary of it. And, you know, you have to look at other other types of media. Like, um, Like, we don't see these same conversations with books and maybe they did millennia ago when, you know, books were new, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't understand why it's so complicated to just be able to play an older game, you know, and, you know, you hit the nail on the head with 
your your rights, basically the licenses. Like for example, you know, I've talked Justine and I um, have Dreamcast, but and, and we have discs. We have their original discs, but almost none of them work anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just so scratched up. So like we went on and we only did this with the games that we physically have and found ROMs online and burned them to a new disc that they can play. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think, I think that's a good, like I could certainly see where <clears throat> that wouldn't be acceptable, but I'm glad they made the decision that like, Hey, you own the license essentially. Like you can make another copy the same thing with movies. Like if you own a DVD, you know, you can make copies in, in the event that one of them gets damaged. Right. To mitigate the risk of that. Right. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's the fact that what's scary to me about it is that uh, something can be lost forever. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's, I think that's bad when talking, when talking about something with, uh, um, talking about something like video games, I I feel like that's bad. Um, It would be the same way with books. I, I wouldn't want to see a book be lost forever and to never be found again. I think that would be bad. I think making copies of stuff like that is inherently good. Um, I guess you can, again, think about the ways that people will do stuff nefariously. Um, but like specifically the internet archive has, I think 15,000 PC games and like, I don't know. I don't know the actual number. And then they have all kinds of emulators and stuff like that. And uh, uh, they even have emulators and copies of like super obscure games that people have said, oh, I, I thought this was just gone. I can't believe they have this. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's to me, that's good. I think that's great. I think, I think that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so there are people who are doing their best to try and preserve games and stuff like that. Um, and then you do have people who get in the way you have, uh, constantly lawsuits over stuff like this, over emulators, over ROMs. Um, and I think there just needs to be more set in stone stuff when it comes to basically just like f- whenever it becomes like public domain. I think like a game, I think just in- inherently a game should just become public domain at some point and people should have the the opportunity to to be able to use it and its assets. I don't know how long that should be, Um I certainly don't think it should be like, well, after it's been out for a year, it's now public domain like that. That would be ridiculous. But I mean, movies um, and other IPs have stuff like this and and video games are just like the one thing that it doesn't. And that's just so bizarre to me. The general rule and, and, you know, obviously this isn't verbatim the. um, Like copyright law, right? The copyright law. Um, but it's essentially, I think, for video games, once developers stop supporting a game, and maybe some time, I'm not so sure about that. But um, I think it's essentially once game, once developers stop supporting a game, you can technically um, I'm trying to be gentle with how I phrase it, but like it, <laughs> right. it kind of becomes public domain. Right. To a certain degree. Yeah, and I think, what, that's that's like another side of itself. Um, it was what like Funhouse did abandonware. Yeah. Um, like that's basically what they do. They set out to like for games that no longer are being supported. They 
like have a collection essentially that is like fair game free for people to like download and and play um so and i think in some instances and i don't have a good example but i think some developers will say you know what it's open source now we'll throw the the source code out there and some people will keep it alive mm -hmm. and they'll also make it free to play yeah and again, I don't see how that would be like considered a bad thing because again, at that point, you know, the way I look at it is like, you know, 20 years down the road, like you're probably not still making money off of this thing. So what would be the harm in somebody and just making it free for people to essentially like, you know, run with and, and, and create and experience and, you know, by, by opening it up at that point, it's not like you're really missing out on a ton of money. You know what I mean? I feel like mm -hmm. I feel like we're so we're so driven by money and um it causes us to to pearl clutch a lot with with certain things and um yeah I think that would be I think that would be you know really great and I think it's inherently bad that we 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 do that we we try to shut people off and we keep people from creating and, and building off of things um so why we're talking about this I think we summed it up pretty well, but this is back into the current zeitgeist, if you will, because uh, rumors have it that Sony will be shutting down the PS3, PS Vita, and PSP stores, um, uh, basically sometime midsummer. Uh, this hasn't, I guess, officially been announced. Uh, as to like when it will actually be happening. And we also don't know to what extent this will be happening. Uh, the way I am hoping this means is that, and this isn't great, <laughs> but this is what I'm hoping it means. I'm hoping it means that you will no longer be able to buy games digitally for these consoles. I hope you can still have access to games that you have purchased however there is an inherent server fee tied to that and if the if the the idea is to like close these because it's just sunk money for them then i just see that eventually also being shut down and that would be a very bad thing because that then throws into question everything with digital ownership and the fact that i am sitting here with a ps5 that does not have the disk drive on it that is a digital ps5 only mm -hmm. that scares me because while i may not be playing my ps5 much 14 years from now this thing could be obsolete 14 years from now and that makes me very nervous and I don't like the way I feel when talking about this. Um, and and I think I think that's what really has me worried. And I don't even know if that's actually what's going to happen. Furthermore, and then you might be in the same boat as me here, I really need to look up the must-play games for my Vita, and I need to buy all those up and get them downloaded in case... I can't just buy them and let them sit there. I have to actually have them downloaded. And that's also a pain in the ass because storage issues are a thing. Where are you going to store all of these digital copies of games? Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm worried about this. Yeah, I, like it's, it's genuinely scary. And I feel like 
it could be an overreaction and you're and you're completely right like there's there comes a point where sony has to say we're not supporting this anymore we can't keep paying for the server space um we need to reallocate those resources for the ps5 or the ps4 um but i feel like and i've i've never read uh an end user agreement all the <laughs> mm-hmm. way through right but i've paid like for example the original uh last of us i bought that digitally mm-hmm. on the ps3 i paid full price i paid 60 bucks whatever it was mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned I own a license to that game and I should be able to retrieve it whenever I want. Right. And I'm sure people make the argument like, oh yeah, like you have a license to the game, but then you have to keep it on your system and use your resources. And that's fine. I get that. But what happens if my PS3 dies? I mean, hard drives fail. Mm -hmm. And the way that PlayStation has designed all of their software for, for consoles is you can't just, and maybe this has changed, but last I checked, you couldn't. You can't just use like um, a hard drive mirroring software to mirror your hard drive from an old drive to a fresh drive. Mm-hmm. Because there's some sort of encryption in there that it recognizes that it's not, it's not keyed to the system, essentially. Right. Um, so if, if my PS3 dies and my hard drive dies, I'm screwed. I can't get that game back. I feel like there's got to be some sort of infringement in ownership there. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Sony isn't going to refund all digital purchases for a whole generation. Right. And, and to that, to that point, 87 million, that's how many units of the PS3 were sold in its lifetime. And then the PSP is 81 million. Now the Vita, we don't need to get into the weeds too much. It's 10 to 15. Uh, but, you know, that's just just those two. And those are the two oldest. Uh, you know, you're looking at 170 million, we'll call it, units out there. Um, obviously, a lot of people probably having a lot of crossover there. Um, but that's a lot of potential digital purchases that could in uh, a very short window here now be gone and and the fact that people aren't really given being given a ton of time to prepare is also i think kind of like again scary scary is like the only word i can use to describe all this Mm -hmm. um and, and yeah it's just i'm just so it's just the unknown of it it's just like like you said like not knowing how you're going to be able to get your your game to get like your copy of the last of us where something if you're not currently housing like you said you have to use your own resources like storage is an issue i mean even when we're saying that you know you can work around it like in this sense where you need to have everything downloaded because it's going to be gone and unable to be downloaded again that's that's an issue i I don't know how some people are going to be able to do that um without like incurring heavy costs to do so and then you know i guess technically on a on a on a 
person by person basis, you have to decide if it's worth it or not. But uh, I don't think people should have to be put into that, that situation. Yeah, the best solution that I can really see for this that is really unrealistic is Sony says, okay, you have until this date, we've got this utility or this this application for your PC that you can plug an external hard drive into your PC and it goes through all the license for every digital game you own and will download them to an external hard drive. You know, obviously you're going to need, you know, if you're someone like me, probably multi-terabyte hard drives. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you can, I don't know somehow like your your computer can act as the server then and the ps3 or your vita or your psp can communicate with your with your laptop mm-hmm. or your, your personal computer to download these games i that's a solution i don't think that's realistic at all right. i don't think sony really has any backlash for shutting this off and telling people to screw mm-hmm and, and, it would and, severely affect my opinion of PlayStation. Like I would genuinely, <laughs> if this if this happens before I get a PS5, I'm not going to buy a PS5 for the foreseeable future until you know we figure out how this is going to look in the future. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's going to raise a ton of questions. Which this could be good. This could be what we need. We we may just need this to to get this discussion rolling and figure out what the hell this actually means for digital ownership. And if something can come out of that that's more concrete, I see that as a good thing. Um, right. it's, I would see that worth the heart attack I had, again, because I need to figure out what I'm doing with my Vita. <laughs> right. Um, here, here's the thing that I was so frustrated about is that since it's come out, I've always, always wanted a PSP Go. Mm-hmm. That's like the one collector thing that like, I've just been unfulfilled. I had an opportunity to get one used GameStop for like 50 bucks years ago. And I'm so mad I didn't get it. Because now, and I went on eBay right before this call, there are none that are in working condition that are less than $150. And they are about to be worthless. Right. Slash worth what is on it when you get it. Right, so if you're someone like like me who really wants this, like I need to get this as soon as possible, and then I need to get whatever games I want to put on it. Mm-hmm. If we're interpreting this correctly, and that's why I'm hoping it is. We're recording this March 24th, and they're saying midsummer, so we're mm-hmm. talking four, we'll say six months tops. We could potentially have to prepare, but they haven't given a concrete response to this they haven't said whether or not this is actually happening they haven't said what dates it's going to be happening we don't Mm -hmm. know how much time we have and that that's also like a big concern like how much time do you actually have to go get a psp go you know clock's ticking and each day that passes is less and less time that you're going to have to do this until they you know actually give something concrete um exactly yeah and the, the other thing that is is uh really worrisome about this is that the ps3 the way games were built for that system makes it uh, help me out here but i'm pretty sure it makes it really hard to put those games onto other consoles that's why uh like ps3 and maybe this is just a disc issue i could, that could be it but ps3 discs 
are really, really hard to get to work with other consoles. That's why the PS4 um, has had like PS2 and PS1 games playable um, from like the PS store and stuff like that, but not uh, PS3 games, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think uh, backwards compatibility is evidently such a daunting task. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sony just didn't want to make the investment in making a vast majority of PS3 games you know, playable on PS4, PS5. Which um, brings kind of into to further view, you can download a PS1 game on the PS4. Like, mm-hmm. I, I see you see it all the time. It's like available on PS Now and stuff like that. Well, how do you get a PS1 game onto the PS4 without the disc? It's because they're apparently using emulators to to make these games playable on newer consoles. So if they're making emulators, that could get me thinking that like, okay, well, maybe they make emulators of PS3 games. PS3 games that you own digitally are tied to your account, so they would have a way of knowing which games you have the right to download in terms of emulators. And then that would be better, and you can like play them on newer systems and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if that is the case, then, you know, uh, preservation, uh, you know, success. And, and that would be fine. Sure, the issue of old consoles no longer having a use in terms of preservation, you fail. But game-wise, you succeed. In terms of the consoles, it's whatever you have is how long the, or is how far the console will let you go. I mean, but that's the case which you brought up earlier with like, you know, a Nintendo, a Dreamcast, a Genesis, like those were all physical games. So like if you have, you you have to have the physical game to be able to play it. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Right. Um. So again, further throwing like kind of like just a weirdness on all this, like a weird fog. Uh, another article that just recently came out was that PlayStation has a patent uh, that will add trophies to older and emulated games. So how it currently stands, PS1 and PS2 games, when you play those, you don't earn trophies because the trophy system wasn't a thing back with those games. Um, but this patent will allow it to retroactively be added into those games and, you know... That makes me so joyous because I love getting trophies. Um, so if I ever were to be playing a an old game that didn't have trophies, I might have the opportunity to earn trophies. That's cool. Um, so that is what kind of led me into what I just said about how like, well, maybe you know, PS3 games will get emulated and then therefore added to the store and will still be playable come newer consoles. But how things currently stand, I'm worried because they haven't confirmed that. And so I'm worried just about the PS3 store going away and no longer being able to get those games. Yeah. I, the one thing we have to take with a grain of salt here, and first of all, if they uh, do carry out uh, being able to bring trophies to older games, uh, the first one I'm doing, should they decide to port it, is uh, Spider-Man 
the PlayStation One, like that one that was. I don't know. I don't think I know anybody who's ever owned it, but it was on a PlayStation One demo disc, and mm-hmm. I remember playing that all the time as a child. That'd be my first game if they have a platinum for it. I'd be platinuming. Um, and it came out on my birthday apparently. Oh, there you but, go. Um, I think something we need to consider before we get two people too riled up is this is this so far has been one outlet that has said this is coming. Um, and I think you said it earlier, but it's thegamer.com. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything against this website. I know very little about them. They seem to have a big staff. Um if it were IGN, uh, with that being said, if it were IGN or Kotaku breaking the news, I m- might be taking this a little more seriously. But at this point, like we've been saying, it's it's unconfirmed. Um, right. I don't think this company would, uh, the gamer would throw it out there to gaslight the world. But... Um, it at least starts the conversation because I think this is something that a lot of people have had to think about for a long time, but no one's actually wanted to have the conversation. Um, and uh, obviously it worked for us and maybe Sony will hear it and say, okay, like we hear you. And maybe that's just the regular, like, um, I, I, I forget what word I'm looking for, but the, uh, torturous style of, of PlayStation where it's like, we're going to bring you down to rock bottom <laughs> and then we're going to save you from, yeah. ro- from the rock bottom that we caused. Yep. That's, that's kind of their thing. They just beat you down and, and make things difficult for you and make you sad and like all these other things. And then they, they give you the last of us and you're extremely happy. Um, yes, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you, like you said, it is worth saying that it is all just a rumor, but the idea is there and, you know, it is worth discussing and like why this would be bad, you know, for own, our own personal reasons and obviously just like for so many people in general, um, because whether or not this is true, uh, this is something that is a possibility at some point, Um even if it's not this year, like it, they could decide to do this at really at any point, like any, any, uh, online service can just eventually go, eh, we're done. That's it. I think the thing, I think the thing, and you're right. I think the thing that's particularly scary is just the lack of option that play options that PlayStation has given. Right. So let's say we're having this conversation about the Xbox 360 store right now. I'd probably say, okay, whatever, like, I'll just go on and make sure that I have all of my games on a drive because with Xbox, it was that easy. With Mm -hmm. the PS3, there was no external storage option. Right. And obviously with the Vita and PSP, you know, you could could load up memory cards, but they used proprietary shit that was so expensive that it's just, it's, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Right. So it, the fact that it's Sony makes me nervous. Right. If for Microsoft, I wouldn't be as concerned because there are options. But I, I feel like Sony. I feel like if Sony goes through with this and they don't have a way to preserve the games that you own, that you paid for, that you hold the license for, I, 
I think they're going to be in trouble. I think they're going to lose a lot of customers and you're going to get a lot of people like me who have like a PlayStation is my preferred place or has been for the longest time. Right. But now I've gotten so integrated into the Microsoft system and I, I enjoy my Xbox. I wish I, I still think Sony has better games, but like at least they listen to their users. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think best case scenario that if this if this is true, which is not best case scenario, but best case scenario, if it is true, is that the whole trophy thing, which uh, that's also technically just a rumor that they have this patent in place. But if that ends up also being true, means that more emulations are coming and then therefore the games are at least preserved, hopefully how it's tied to your uh account you still own like you said like the license to those games and you can still download them onto your newer console and and keep those games um but you know the thing that also still just bones me out is like i said you just basically make consoles obsolete i mean the 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 vita and the psp um so so much so in my opinion Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the Vita, I, I would say most of all, because you really had to, you really had to download so many games for that. I mean, it got to the point where finding a physical copy of a Vita game was damn near impossible. Sure. So, um, but yeah, uh, both like you said the gamer they're the ones who broke about the store potentially closing ign brings up the proponent with the patent rumor that these other rumors about the stores closing were brought up they i don't know if they have their own actual article about it so kind of like to your point that you know maybe them being a little more trustworthy would would lead to more credence but mm-hmm. it's all this is all just rumors but uh it, it was interesting that Kotaku also jumped on this this train and basically said that there are people like I brought up earlier uh, that are basically working constantly to try and preserve games by making these emulators um, when something like this happens and they bring up the fact that you know this rumor about these online services online stores shutting down um, you know, we have to hope that people are out there actually, you know, preserving this stuff. You hope that people aren't having to do it illegally and the companies themselves are doing a good job of preserving these things. But, you know, we can't always place our trust in them. And that just, like I said, goes back to everything that I had said earlier about how, you know, it's very important for, for these things to be preserved. So there are people who are doing it. Unfortunately, in, in so many ways, it's illegal the things that they're doing and um you know there's just so many hoops and and so with how difficult it is and with all the legality issues of it you know there's so many questions there to then throw in the fact that this might actually be coming down the pipeline sooner rather than later is just throws even more questions onto the fire and it's just all a very confusing landscape that we're left in um and one that is upsetting to say the least, to think about. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, we've been saying it starts the conversation. What does this mean now that consoles are all digital? 
and that's becoming God. kind of standard. Yeah, that was that was literally my first thought was, you know, the it's the fact that I mean, I still have some physical games for my PS3. I mean, I have a ton mm-hmm. of digital games, you know, but I, I wasn't into buying games digitally at that point. Um, the games that I actually played and like, you know, I, I have I only have ownership of those games on PS3 because of PlayStation Plus. And so whenever I'm no longer a PS Plus member, if I if I'm under if I remember correctly, that's when you don't actually have access to those games anymore. You only have access to them as long as you're a PS Plus member. All right. And not to make this even more of a bummer, but like <laughs> with the Vita in particular, I know the PS3 this was an issue too. It has to revalidate yep. every X amount of days. Yep. So will that be validating on the same server that the store is on? And will they not be able to validate anymore? Right. God, yeah, that's what I mean. And so, uh, you know, with the PS3, I'm not like, you know, I, I still think it's really shitty, but it, I, you know, I'm not extremely like distraught there. I, but with the PS5, I mean, I, I again, it's a digital only console. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew, obviously, the risks of that because owning something digitally has always been, like, this weird thing. But, like, damn, I didn't think I would have this thrown in my face, uh, you know, three months after having this thing that, like, yo, dummy, just in case you <laughs> forgot, in uh, in less than two decades, in less than a a score, you, uh, you won't have access to or be able to basically use this thing. It'll basically just be a brick um, unless you have everything downloaded onto it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what a bummer. What a bummer. Um, well, do you have anything else on this? I feel like I feel like we kind of summed it up pretty well. Um, the rumors that are out there, why it's important, why it's needed and stuff like that. Um, but do you have anything else on it? Any other thoughts? Just sadness. Just sadness. Yeah, you and I will have to um, we'll have to put together a list of of games that we think we need to download for the Vita and uh, make sure we don't miss anything and 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 start start uh, building our our uh, our library, our digital safe library until it's made illegal for some reason to to own a, a Vita. And this is also just so con- yeah it's just this is also actually confusing to me just because like there were there were those like rumors there for a little bit that sony might be working on like a new handheld system so if they do that like you would think that somehow the games that you already have for mobile or for handheld i should say um will be able to be cross platform maybe i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so like i said hopefully people are out there um doing a good job of preserving the games that they're making and stuff like that hopefully sony is doing a good job in the background you know having these emulators and stuff like that furthermore hopefully we see ps3 emulators on ps3 games emulated for the ps5 um as of right now the only way that i think play most of these games is via like ps now um which is, as we've talked about in the past, not really the 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 most desirable um, subscription service. So maybe something gets worked out there. Who knows? 
I'm not hopeful. <laughs> but, yeah. And that's, and that's a whole other conversation too. And I, you know, I don't think we have enough time to get into it, but what does like preservation and cloud gaming mean? I mean, oh, yeah. from my perspective, like I've taken a risk with Stadia. I mean, Stadia is really the only service where I've bought a game that like, if Stadia shuts down, I'm screwed. Like that's, that's the end of it. There's, there's no other option. Um, but you know, if that becomes standard, like you're basically assuming that the service is going to be around forever. Even as they iterate, you'll be able to access older games. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Yeah. Like I said, it's, we've kind of said it, but it's just like, it's a confusing landscape that we're left in. And like you said, we're just left with sadness. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess it's something that we'll keep our eyes on. Uh, hopefully Sony just comes out and says this is all false. They have no plans to shut this stuff down. Um, at least not until next year. And then <laughs> then we scramble. Um, We're definitely not shutting it down this. Yeah. Then they like do a wink to the camera. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. Uh, that's the 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 bad part about rumors uh, like these is that it's very doom and gloom, and so the sky is falling is kind of what you're left with, and you have to try and just like hold out hope that they just end up being that. Then they could they could end up just being rumors. So that's what we'll hope for. Um, but. Yeah, until they definitively come out and say this isn't happening, we'll still just be left with this this weird feeling that any day now we could lose our our digital properties. I think I think we did a, a good job to cover everything though. Um, that does it for this episode of the Good Game Bad Game podcast. Again, we just recorded this right after. Unless you have another game like that you wanted to highlight, you like if you had a, a twofer. But um, just uh, just saying, if uh, anybody has any more information on Outriders, <laughs> yeah, this comes which... out the day that Outriders gets released. So at least we'll oh. hopefully be able to see more about it today, Mike. Well, then uh, I guess uh, share this episode with future Mike so he can tell <laughs> us how outriders is when he plays it for 10 minutes and still <laughs> thinks that's enough time to make an opinion on it. Yes. Come right back here. April 8th. If I have my dates right for, uh, GGBG Mike's review of outriders, his 10 minute review review of 10 minutes. It's not a 10 minute review. Yeah. Review of 10 minutes of outriders. Short. Um, I look forward to hearing about it from you. Uh, I, I've sat here and listened to you talk about Watch Dogs for the longest time, and I'm excited to play that. So, um, mm. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to us talk about something that is very near and dear to our hearts, the PlayStation Vita. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week.